Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is still on assignment. Soon, 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 probably. But running the boards is Joey D. What's going up on Wednesday? Oh, you almost Waluigi'd me. Hey. <laughs> on today's show, we will talk about up to episode five of American Gods, Ooh. because we all haven't caught up to the finale that has already happened. We'll eventually talk about all of it, but right now we're just getting to where we got into, because it's still really good. we got to give people at least a week, Rev. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> at least a week. Yes. <laughs> Joe will talk about a game that is interesting because it's a game, but also because of what it can be. Uh, we will talk about who the best fictional archer is. And let me tell you, people have opinions. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our webpage, bjgeeknation.com. It's got our blogs, podcast, and more <laughs> squeaky voice. Uh, but just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Absolutely. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Lots of ways to contact us about your favorite uh, video games, television shows, movies, whatever. Things that you think are awesome. We'd love to hear from you and uh, find out all about that. One of the shows that, uh, A, I had forgotten, and I've mentioned this before, I'd forgotten it'd come back. Uh, and then Vicky started talking about it and got me a little bit of hyped about it. Mm -hmm. And then Joe was like, oh, I'm catching up with it and getting me more hyped about it. So I finally sat down and I've actually passed Joe what? in the episode count. I am up to episode. I finished episode six of American Gods. You're one ahead of me. One ahead of you. So we're going to be kind of focusing on what has happened up to episode five at this point, because Vicky has seen almost all of it, mm -hmm. uh, except for the finale. Yep. And like I said, I've seen six and you've seen five and it's a 10 episode season three. And I think first off, I wasn't sure based off of the uh, behind the scenes issues, if I was even going to watch this. Uh, watching the first two episodes, I realized one of the reasons why I love this show so much is how beautiful it is. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that just astounds me is the way they do transitions from one scene to another and just how they incorporate something from the last shot and just superimpose the new shot into it. And it just makes it seamless. It's so beautiful. One thing that immediately comes to mind when you said that was one of their crime scenes where they have a picture of like some important piece of evidence and they zoom in from one scene and go straight into the other scene where it's the same world but different locations. Yes. And I'm like, whoa. Right? Nice. It's so beautiful when it comes down to that. And like even like the uh, CG effects when it comes down to uh, seeing different aspects of uh, some of the powers that the people have. Uh, it just it's it's just wonderful. Or spoiler alert, maybe the buffalo with the flaming eyes. Yeah, damn. <laughs> In the way they incorporate the gods into all the different aspects, like uh, seeing um, Bilquis in like magazine covers, uh, dressed up as different people from different eras, who would just be on those magazine covers, and then having her talk to Shadow through the dreams it was just really really cool. <laughs> this show has been interesting for me because ah, man, I want to be like. I'm, uh, first off, I'll just say I like it. I really like this show. Uh, I don't. I, I think if I was like just a random person and I was jumping into the season, I might not like the show. So I think it's weird to say that it's good and also have that like thing in the back of my head that goes, "Joe, don't 
don't tell people who haven't seen it that it might they might like it because they might not. Well, I mean, if you're jumping in, if you're not into the genre, you're jumping into a third season of a show. No one's going to like it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> you're going to be like, what's this happening? What's this going on? And why do they call this person four different names? Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of Legion, where like you have to oh. really enjoy the genre to love what's going on. But if you do, you're going to really like the show. And like you, like you. And Vicky and BJ, you guys all saw Legion, right? Yep. I liked like, most all the of way it, through. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I watched, I think, the first two episodes, and I just kind of tapped out. It was just like, I I, I love Aubrey Plaza, but mm-hmm. it's not enough for me to keep watching it. And it's like we've said before, if it's something you're not into, why waste your time watching it? There's it so much like stuff out there. It was like being on drugs without being on drugs. Yeah, and I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I think American Gods has better acting. To hold it up than Legion did, unfortunately. Not that the the acting was bad in Legion. I just care more about the actors in this American Gods. I think what also killed me with Legion was just there's just too many quirky dance scenes. I'm like, okay, I'm over it. (laughs) I'm cool with like one. But any more than that, like you're you're, you're really tugging on my ADHD here, man. I'm not going to pay attention. (laughs) There's not a whole lot of dance scenes in American Gods. Nope. <laughs> um, but this season, really, it's the um, it's the lakeside uh, part of the mm-hmm. novel, which comes down to uh, Shadow Moon ends up uh, going to Lakeside, Wisconsin, which is a real backwater town in terms of oh, magically they have no internet connection and uh, everyone just kind of seems to. Um, everyone knows everyone. Everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of little problems that are bubbling on the surface and it's getting deeper as we're going along in the series to kind of see what's happening. But it's one of those places that is um, very out of time when it comes down to it. And then you kind of realize, well, that's kind of expected when the old gods are fighting the new gods and the new gods are all technology. Yes. Uh, it reminds me of, was it Fargo that goes to like Wisconsin or something and they have that North vibe? Dakota, North Dakota. Like, yeah, yeah, all of that. And definitely along the same lines. You get a lot of that uh, Wisconsin. Uh, 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 Super nice. Yeah, yeah. Outgoing. Like no Seattle freeze like we have here. Oh, no. Everyone's super happy. And one of the one of my favorite characters that are just in that setting would be Anne-Marie who, as you go along, really seems to be playing more of a pivotal role in terms of, like, keeping the town the way it is. Like, I have my suspicions that she is more than what she seems. Um, But as as of episode five, other than her just being a busybody and knowing everyone, you don't really get anything beyond her just being that. Yeah. Oh, man. I, Vicky has seen the most of it, right, Vicky? Mm-hmm. So uh, I know she's trying to be like quiet to not spoil yeah, things not for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that I feel like the last episode I've seen, obviously not the, like the second to last episode of the season, was so beautiful and it like really like got me back in and like it tied a lot of things together. And I'm like, oh my god. And that's what I do like that they do in this show. The first scene of every episode tends to be some sort of historical flashback done through their eyes kind of a thing. Yes. Usually portrayed around a god. And man, they're fun to watch. Like the, what was the, the there was a Native American one, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we just got in the episode that I was in was uh, Technology Boys uh, backstory, which had to do with like old carnivals and the uh, anatomic 
person. Anatomic? Uh, uh, An- ah, no. Automaton? English. Automaton, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was, he could play chess. No, no, no. He could write a thing, and then it turns out, like, he's basically stealing uh, some, uh, 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 basically, an audience from a magician, and the magician's just like, no, you gotta kind of, like, fake it till you make it, and uh, maybe you have this thing say it can play chess, and then it's beating all these people, but then the douchebag goes in there and like ruins technical boy yep. he's like oh this whole thing's a sham and you're just like wait is te- was technical boy like are the new gods were they like i thought maybe they were just amalgamations of the thoughts and concepts but he seemed to have been a real boy before he became a new god it's very confusing about how the new gods have been formed yeah were the gods uh alive originally or were they uh, just uh, kind of created through the thought process of yeah. people. I was, I was gonna say, at least from what I understand, is the way gods die is the day people stop believing in them. Basically, yeah. like you know, Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. It's like oh, when you stop yeah. believing in fairies, like you know, oh, you got to believe in fairies. So I feel like someone had to truly believe in him and what he was doing. That kind of sparked the start of it. And we see that uh, even the smallest amount of belief will keep them around because mm-hmm. we've seen Demeter in uh, in a in a I don't want to call it an insane asylum, but it, you know a mentally in a, unstable a, home, assisted living situation for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try not to be uh, insensitive when it comes down to it. But she's there, and she has essentially created her own temple inside of this because the people really do believe that she's Demeter. When everyone else is just like, well, she is mentally unstable. And this is just her breakdown. Well, you know, obviously she is because the way that uh, Afnir, Odin, uh, Wednesday, whatever you want to call him with that, uh, he was she was his wife. Yeah. And oh, man, it, it's been great with this character development. Is Wednesday a good guy? Is he really just trying to start a war? And, oh, man, I really wish we could ask Vicky because this <laughs> season has been slow in the sense that they're still building up to a war you thought was going to happen last at the end of last season when mm-hmm. uh, they kill off the leprechaun, whose name I am blanking Sweeney. on. Sweeney. Sweeney. Uh, you think, oh, this is going to start it because it's this huge catalyst to, like, all oh, the two sides, essentially, and who's going to pick what. And we really haven't gotten any of that yet. Or even the fact that when they kill the old god played by uh, Cloris Leachman, yes. the, the old lady, and I'm like even like the, the Chernobog is super pissed about that, and all the Slavic gods are having their funeral for it. And, you know, Odin is going in to essentially be like, hey, let's drum up some support. We've got all of these other gods in here who, uh, you know, hey, this was the bad guys that did this. These were the new gods that did all of this. And everyone kind of knows, well, if you weren't the one trying to keep yourself alive, this really wouldn't have happened. Yeah, Odin just seems like a con man in every scene. But Mm -hmm. we kind of finally starting to get a more human side of him. So it'll be interesting to see if he just starts a war and I'm just looking at Vicky's face, and no, no, I'm so, no, no, I'm not no, no, face right now. I, I'm yeah, trying right? to honestly not pay attention to you guys because I don't want to ruin it. So ah. I'm just gonna look at memes. Well, hopefully next week we'll all be caught up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that uh, I'm just. It was one of those things where 
I forgot how much I absolutely 100% love this show. And I feel that there's going to be some point where I'm just going to be looking at Vicky and be like, I don't know how you managed to keep uh, uh, keep us from uh, knowing that because the way we've been talking. Right. Oh, and you know this is going to be on my list of shows I hope to get to see redone because we kind of had to wait a bunch of time and there were a bunch of character changes and actor changes. So I was like, nah. yeah. I mean, still really, I'm enjoying it this much despite that. So, And it's, it, it's like, how are you going to deal with all these weird actor changes and all that? And they do it because since it's the gods, I'm able to suspend a bunch of beliefs. Like in terms of like the, the, the term Deus ex machina literally means hand of God. And it was that thing saying, well, the gods show up and do their thing to help you get written out of painting yourself in a corner. Yep. Well, with this, that's the whole show. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when somebody changes forms or becomes a new god or another god just kind of disappears and goes to the wayside, I'm way more acceptable than I would be in any other show. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's what, It reminds me of when you say that of uh, Doom Patrol in the sense of you accept it because it's supposed to be that crazy. And right. I actually managed to talk to BJ briefly while he was on assignment, and we he told me he finally, <laughs> finally was able to watch the last episode of Doom Patrol of the last season. Really? And he said he really enjoyed it, and he said kind of what ended up happening. He's like, I felt like there was another episode. I'm like... There was supposed to be another episode at the end, but because of COVID, they literally had to edit and quickly oh, make yeah. that last episode the last episode. Well, that's awkward. But we're getting a new season. <laughs> and I don't know if nice. I've mentioned this before, but Michelle Gomez. I think you did mention that. Yeah. Why is her name familiar? She was on uh, Sabrina, the new adventure Sabrina. She was that's in Doctor right. Who. Yeah. She was in that new show with uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, the fight attendant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's going to be in the new uh, in that's, the new season. That's right. And I got to tell him that. It's like, your girl's in this. <laughs> uh, oh, so cool. So we'll be uh, we'll be doing, I I feel we're going to have to do an unpacking of American Gods once we've all finished it. So everyone else, you need to binge as well and then uh, catch up with us on that. Please. Joe, video game talk. Ooh, you yes. told me about this game and it was interesting because it's not so much about the game but kind of what the 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 uh it's a, even with like um technical boy when he was doing his thing it's like it's a proof of concept that a thing can happen and kind of push technology a little bit more and this game is loop hero yes tell me a little bit about this you run in loops <laughs> okay uh yeah if you were to pick up this game you probably would have thought based on the art style that maybe 90s early 2000s maybe but the concept is quite interesting. Think of a reverse tower defense. Instead of building towers to defeat waves of monsters, you're sending this little guy in a loop to defeat monsters you summon. Okay. Right? Pretty interesting uh, concept, but I wouldn't say it's too original until you get to everything that they throw into it. So n- when you go through these little mazes over and over and over again, yours a push-your-luck strategy. The more loops you go around, the more resources you collect. The more resources you collect the more things you can build in your base outside. And the object is to get through the five levels or the five bosses by the end of whenever you want it to be. Uh, There's an item system that's also in the game that as you go through the loop and you kill the little creatures that you summon, you get items based off of your loop level. So pretty uh, interesting ideas of three different concepts in terms of like a dungeon crawler, a tower defense, and then a resource collecting board game in my head is how I thought about it. Yeah. But the cool part about this is it kind of runs itself. You know, your guy's always going around. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything to stop it unless you want to. Yeah. And you, it has a lot of replayability. The item system, to me, is the thing that really stood out the most, though, was because it's not. it seems random, but 
you have to keep paying attention as the items level up and you go. And I kept thinking about it. I'm like, well, this is cool, but I don't get to keep the items or anything. And this is where my idea spawned out. I'm like, what if it became like a Pokemon thing where you ran these loops to collect Pokemon? Or if you ran these loops to collect items that mattered or could be attached to, say, an NFT or a token? Oh, yeah. This game is addicting. And all of my friends in the developing world of video games and stuff like that said they really enjoyed it just from a gaming perspective, Mm -hmm. which is great. And it it, it hits some nostalgia factor because it looks like either like Nintendo or Super Nintendo or Genesis quality graphics. So it hits that kind of button with me when I'm looking at it because I looked at the trailer and it's like... This is very interesting, but the fact that, yeah, maybe, yeah, if you're going around and you're playing a game and it's like building up, building up, building up, building up, and then now suddenly you've done, you know, 15 loops, so that unlocks an actual NFT or a cosmetic item that, and if you don't know what NFT means, it's a non-fungible was it token token, token mm-hmm. yeah and essentially it's a uh, uh, what you would get in like a cosmetic item in like a Fortnite or apex or something along those lines and i'm not a very technical person so i don't even know if this is plausible but the game concept the way i see people grinding it and how they're playing it right it has an end game of simply beat the bosses right but these these games that have this continual grind i mean it's literally called loop hero you're supposed to run the loop as many times as humanly possible right yeah these grinding games need an end game like diablo 3 tried to do it with a marketplace a similar idea where you would earn items to be able to sell them back on the marketplace in order to you know be able to grind faster quicker the same way you would kind of have your computer grind bitcoin randomly right like it would just be doing things for you on the side without you having to really do anything well what if you combine that concept with a game and then the more you ran the more likely or more chances you had at getting some sort of token that was worth something I don't know if you can do that legally either because, <laughs> you know, when you kind of do that, it's this weird place of, well, it doesn't have a value unless someone gives it a value kind of a thing. Yeah. But, I mean, what better way to have an end game for your game than having things be worth actual, you know, monetary value in the real market, you know, in real place. Yeah. And on top of that, the game's pretty addicting. It's very fun. It looks like it would be one of those fun things where it's like, again, when you push your luck sort of thing on any aspect when it comes to that, it it triggers a, a, a thing in your brain where you're like, well, maybe I could push it a little bit farther. Well, that means I need to replay it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and right now, obviously, I said there's five bosses. And so the idea is you have to gear up enough to be able to defeat the boss. Maybe that depends on you running a loop and then retreating and building up your base a little bit more than running more loops and retreating. Or maybe it's just you deciding... I think I've done a really good, you know, five or six loops this run, so I'm going to fight the boss now. But, man, imagine if every time you had to push your luck, you had a better chance to roll, uh, say, a Zapdos or a Mew or something, right? And you just wanted to keep doing that, and, like, then you attach the non-fungible token or fungible token to it, and all of a sudden you have a first Mew that you, like, that kind of thing, right, to incentivize people to play your game, right? They're not worth anything. Unless all of a Unless sudden they are. Like someone goes got, online and buys it for $69 million. Well, that was the thing, too. Yeah, when you come to that sort of thing, it's like if you're the first person to get that with the NFTs, and we're going to get super deep into NFTs in an upcoming episode because one of our good friends is actually starting a company with that for uh, for nerdy stuff. So it's really kind of interesting with that. But like, if you have the first edition of something, it's the same as having the first edition of a comic book. Exactly. Like, it is something that some 
somebody may find valuable to them. It's like anything like watching Pawn Stars and seeing somebody coming up with some World War II memorabilia and realizing, oh no, some there's there's a market for this thing. This is very highly coveted. Definitely. And the best part about this is if you liked games like Slay the Spire that are very like kind of deck buildy kind of things, this is a similar thing to that. So you're gonna enjoy the game anyways. But oh man, I gotta tell you, we played a couple hours. Oh wow. I, yeah, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what is so fun about running around in a loop, but my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on Steam. People can check it out there. Let us know how you feel about it. We're getting into a debate before we get to the geek sheet. This is an interesting one because mm. a post has gone viral asking fans who they think the best on who's the best on screen with a bow and arrow. Now, the candidates they put out were Legolas from Lord of the Rings, Oliver Queen from the TV series Arrow, Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games, and Marvel Cinematic Universe's own Hawkeye. Wait, no, Merida from Brave? Well, this is what I'm saying. This is why Twitter loses their minds. Because you have the four, and they're like, who has the greatest accuracy? And then immediately, Vicky goes with, I would like option E, please. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> I know what mine would be. Oh, okay. That'll be interesting. Now, uh, now is it one of these original? fours or is it someone else nope i would go with one of these four okay which one i'm going with legolas all right i mean he's old he's an elf and he like <laughs> never dies or misses that i can remember he's got the elf eyes yeah and he rides the elephant at some point point. and if you've oh, watched yeah. the hobbit you've realized how amazing he is because just look at the hobbit and realize it's a DD campaign where whenever a hero does something, it's like them rolling a natural 20. Yep. Every single time. The river scene with him just shooting like off of the barrels and bouncing mm-hmm. around, I'm like, you're hitting every athletics check and every like every damage check just max every time. Yeah, when you realize that whole movie is about dwarves trying to fight off these like, you know, these ogres for so long or whatever, the Urukai or whatever that thing that's hunting them. Yeah. And then Legolas comes in and kills like 30 of them as they're trying to get away. Yeah. You're like, oh man, geez, elves are pretty cool, huh? Well, <laughs> a poll in the original post that was running nearly 70% in favor of Legolas to be the best one. Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye actually made second place with 15% just ahead of Oliver Queen, and apparently nobody cared about Katniss, which her whole point of it I didn't necessarily think she was that great of an archer. She had so many other mm-hmm. things. It was just that was the weapon that she was most proficient at when it came down to it. Right. She was more about leading is insurrection a right word for it? Or basically a revolution. Uprising. Uprising, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she's more associated with that and just happens to be an archer. Yeah. As opposed to the other people, like that is literally their ride or die B. What, what did Cartman say? I am the wizard king. I am not the king of wizards. I'm just a wizard who happens to also be, be a, a king. king. That is actually a perfect <laughs> way to describe it. Thank you. And this actually got some, like this debate triggered a lot of notable people. Um, Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda, mm-hmm. she actually responded, uh, and it's really great. Legolas is thousands of year, years old. All of them spent perfecting his archery. I mean, he can shoot arrows from a classic longbow sans arrow arrow rest. He needs to use his hand like a champ with deadly precision while riding a shield down a flight of stone stairs and then Hawkeye has laser sight. So I mean, yes, the practice with that and basically she's saying Legolas with again, like everyone's saying Hawkeye with a behind thing, but she said the <laughs> actually she said Hawkeye has a laser sight because I looked at the picture and literally Hawkeye has a laser for his sight. So <laughs> yeah, and Legolas has nothing, just his eyeball, which oh. kind of makes sense <laughs> with that one. So it's really funny to see the people who uh, who are pulling for whichever. 
Vicky, hmm. you said Meredith, which is Merida. All, yeah, uh, yeah. Merida. Sorry, Merida. Change your fate. <laughs> uh, Probably because it's the one I've seen the most. <laughs> somebody else put in Kimberly Hart uh, did not successfully one shot kill at least three monsters with her power bow to be excluded from this list. You may not know Kimberly by name, but she's the Pink Ranger from the Power Rangers, oh. and I forgot she did have a bow. And she was very accurate when it came down to that. But she's not memorable for having a bow. No, I totally forgot she did. And I yeah. had the pink Power Ranger from McDonald's. <laughs> that was my favorite. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's probably more known for her Zord as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, the bow. But they used it every once in a while. Do you remember what uh, the Green Ranger's weapon was? Wasn't it the, the, the sword flute? Yeah, it was the dagger flute. That was And it. you were very close to there. It was a blade with a flute attached. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Mostly because yes, my exactly. fa- I saw a meme. It's like, how is he... He's doing the fiddling thing and he's blowing into this flute but he's got a whole mask on. Yeah. So how is he blowing into this flute? Well, you don't have to worry about all that. I just think of the, him as the ranger who uh, who uh, actually went as a rogue slash um, uh, bard for his uh, oh, class. Yes. It's like, I'm going to kill you but first I must toot my flute. <laughs> toot my flute. Uh, let us know who you think the best archer is even if you agree with, uh, with it being Legolas or Hawkeye. Uh, I'd love to hear maybe some of those other dark horses that you've put out there but now it is time to get to the geek sheet with vicky b all right vicky what's going on so you recently sent me a picture in our many Uh text message conversations and it was i don't know if it was old school someone redid it recently where it's one of those like betty and veronica archie comic strips with betty oh yeah okay yeah it's like what schooling will be like in 2021 it's like oh i i don't have to carry around books or anything because i do schooling from home and it's like, Mom, Dad, school class is starting. They got like this fancy little, not fancy, but like old school camera attached to their computer and they're doing school, online schooling. Yeah. And who would have thought that's what actually is happening now? Mm-hmm. But that makes me think, like, what are some things that you would have thought the future would look like by now? Or oh. even in the near future, in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Oh, we'd be all walking around in uh, silver spacesuits, uh, just uh, hoverboard. You know, everything is perfectly form fitting. Even the, Every- even uh, even if you're a fatty, it still looks perfect on you. Everything's chrome. Yes. Which, if you look at all my kitchen appliances, that's not far off. Everything is chrome. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought hoverboards were going to take off for the little segways, those kind of things. Oh, yeah. And somehow it didn't ever count on. It's like people couldn't really stand on them without falling over, or maybe they went too fast. Well, they still have uh, the lime scooters uh, mm. I've seen them recently uh, in Seattle so they're coming back again and uh, those things are um, not quite hoverboards but they're also very fun that's I, true until I, you fall off I did recently try to get up on one of those old school hoverboards or not old school but the ones that they're like they're calling it hoverboards they're not really hovering it's like a segue without the handle yeah uh, I could not do it, and I felt so old. Really? I, it, this is like the, this belonged to a fourteen-year-old kid, mind you. <laughs> well, and that's and like I was drinking. I've, well, there you go, because I've seen videos of like kids who have grown up with it, like little toddlers who are rolling around and going around in circles using like the the uh, uh, horse on a stick, uh-huh. and so basically they're riding their horse, but they're not galloping around; they're just gliding around. I mean, it's still a workout because you kind of have to have a strong core and to like balance. Like, if you go too far forward, you're going to fall forward. If you're going to go too far back, you're going to fall. So it's a lot of... Uh, 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 <coughs> nope. Excuse me. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did find uh, what 90s movies, which if you think about it, you know, 
like 30 years. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what they thought, you know, the next 20 years, so in the 90s movies, what the next 20 years would look like. Oh, okay. The first one that comes to mind for me, just thinking about that, would be like Johnny Mnemonic, which, <laughs> is yes. it on the list? Okay, okay, what did they say for that? So it was number four on the list. Johnny Mnemonic said the world would be ruled by mega corporations and humans would be walking flash drives in 2021. Well, Not far off. I well, mean, I have I mean, a walking flash. Yeah, we desk. have that right here. I mean, we don't upload them into our brains like Johnny Mnemonic did. And that's the reason why I watched it this year, I think in January or February, because it was the the time of like 2021 all these things are cool and it's so funny because he's just like i need to uh, add more memory to my brain and it's like i need another like 300 megabytes and it's like we almost have a terabyte of data in our brains and i'm like i can get that in a flash drive i was gonna say that's just my meme collection in my brain (laughs) yeah right and so like what they're saying is the internet was starting to gain widespread appeal in 1995 and it caused the films like johnny mnemonic to speculate wildly about its impact on culture at large. And in the film, corporations control the world and the internet drives society. And with that said, sensitive data is no longer safe to send over the internet. So data is transferred by downloading files into human couriers. So Johnny Mnemonic is the name of one such courier who gave up his childhood memories to free up about nearly 80 gigs of storage. Uh, Is Tank Girl on this list? Tank Girl. See, Tank Girl happened, uh, the movie happened in 2033, but basically it was just like the world is a post-apocalyptic wasteland because an asteroid has struck the Earth and everything is messed up and somehow it managed to evolve weird uh, 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 kangaroo creatures. And ah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole wreck of uh, Australia. Would I be half kangaroo? I am a Joey already. Oh, ah. so. okay. <laughs> um... No, but uh, barbed wire is on here. Really, barbed wire? The yeah. one with Pamela Anderson? Yeah, apparently they said that in 2017, the world would be embroiled in the Second American Civil War. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, 2017, not too far off. All right. <laughs> uh, what else is on here? Did they put uh, Terminator at all anywhere? Any of the Terminators? Oh, that was '90s, right? One of the, the set, third one, um, second one. I think the second. I think T2 was '90. Yeah, like uh, it was close. Like I know that was like '84 for the first one. So mm, I'm not seeing it on here. Huh. We do have, yeah, it was a 91 movie. Okay, yeah. We do have Predator 2 that said Los Angeles would be beset by Colombian and Jamaican drug cartels in 1997. Oh. <gasps> what about Mars Attacks? Um, <laughs> we'll get Mars Attacks. We're going to have an alien. Not on the list, but I'm seeing. Because I'm not going to lie, I go to Vegas a lot, and every time I go to Vegas, I think of that because I just like, what if an alien landed in Vegas and I was at the casino and they just started shooting at me? Oh, if an, you would not leave the table. They, a, you, yeah, you're right. You would not leave the table, and B, everyone would just think it's a sideshow attraction to try to get you to go to like the next Green Man group or it's something. It's the perfect cover. <laughs> I would never move. <laughs> uh, someone's having too much fun at their bachelor party. Why? They're shooting people and turning them into goo. Yeah, you could get drunk enough. You'd probably think that, right? Uh, Escape from L.A. said an er- said an earthquake would break uh, Los Angeles off from the rest of California and become a hedonistic island by 2013. Uh, well, I mean, we're almost there. We right. just need that big earthquake. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Bicentennial Man, which I actually really liked that movie when I was, was a kid. Was that the Robin Williams one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Said robot housekeepers and servants would be available by 2005. We have Roombas. Oh. <gasps> 
DJ Roomba. <laughs> DJ Roomba? You never see that? The no. Roomba goes around and it, it's DJs. <gasps> oh, that's I think adorable. I have. A little like, box on top of it or whatever. They put in a little like uh, that's sound brilliant. box. Yeah, right? So I, I need to do that on my Roomba. <gasps> Scare Carl and Frank. Oh, we don't need that. No, what, what you do is you get, I think, I don't know what they're called. Not a boppy, but it's a baby seating device. You put the baby on it. Yeah. We tried putting my friend's child on the Roomba the other day. How'd that work? He wasn't really feeling it. I could, I could understand but that. But he didn't have a seat, so we were worried he was going to fall forward. Oh. <laughs> so we had to hold him while the Roomba walked. It was kind of weird. Our cats do not like the 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 Roomba that we have. So I think even get, putting a platform on it for them to sit on is not going to go over well. How has no one taped a tiny plastic chair to a Roomba and put their tiny child on it with a little crown? The well, throne of a champion. I mean, they might have. I mean, they have put kids on those things on Roombas, but I don't know if they put a crown on them. They should though. One of my favorite things to do with the Roombas: you get two Roombas, you stick a balloon on the end of them and a knife on the other side, and you see which one pops the other balloon. Oh, and like that, the Mario fight thing. Yeah. Yes. So this is how you end up with scratched up furniture. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It's worth it. Wide open spot. I'm not gonna lie. There's some <laughs> of these I have never seen, so okay. I can't tell you. Highlander two. Uh, Highlander two doesn't exist. Uh, so move on. Well, Terrible said, movie. Uh, doesn't work. The it's... Quickening said the ozone layer would dissolve by the late 90s. Yeah. Oh, damn. No, the movie's terrible, really bad, and so ruins the Highlander legacy. My aunt loved the Highlander movies, and so I saw all of them like a, a jillion times, and I only remember one scene from any of the movies, and it's just where this guy's just staring at the dude for like five minutes, and then just slices his head off. Oh, yeah, and that's about right. And as a child, I'm like... Why did he do that, Auntie? <laughs> for the power. Yes, <laughs> yeah. for all the power. And I, at that point, I'm like, I think I like this genre. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, hardware? No, 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 hardware. I don't know that one either. The 13th floor? Uh, I don't know that one either. Came out in like 99. The Postman. Uh, the Postman was the uh, Kevin Costner post-apocalyptic movie. Cost a lot of money. Not as much as Waterworld, um, but did about the same... Uh, in the box office. <gasps> Wait, so, how about good. Armageddon? Uh, I did not see that one. Oh, uh, gosh. But all they my favorite said movies. The Postman said the United States would be a plague ravaged post apocalypse in 2013. Well, I mean, it took eight years and we got the plague part. Right. Okay, what um, about one with like a pandemic going on? <laughs> Contagion? Oh, well, I mean, a lot of people putting a lot of allusions to the fact that Contagion addressed a lot of the things Except that we ignored. A, I think it was a pig or a monkey that was uh, uh, something? Yeah, I think it might have been a, a monkey. Or is that Outbreak? I don't know. There was a bunch of them that had, like, uh, you know, infected monkeys and stuff like that. Pigs like to eat everything, so I would always go with pig <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> pig in the dark! Uh, okay, uh, Time Cop? Time Cop. That was the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. Yes! They said that time travel would exist and have its own investigative bureau by 2004. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. First off, if time travel would have ever happened, it would have already happened. If you could see my face right now, <laughs> you would know. Mm. Don't bring up time copper. Not a fan. Uh, no escape. No escape. I don't know that one. It has Ray Liotta. Oh. And it said corporations would control prisons and construct. Uh, conscript pr prisoners as private mercenaries in 2022. Well, I mean, they do have the 
private corporations, and that's literally how most of the prison system works in America. So seeing something like that or even something along the lines of uh, Gamer, which was Mm -hmm. uh, the Gerard Butler one where they're uh, in prison, but they get to use themselves as Mm -hmm. like video game avatars for other people to use. And then if you die, you die for real. Yeah, a lot of these I don't know the movie, so do check out the list on our Facebook page because maybe you guys know the movie. Like Strange Days, (laughs) I don't know. Fortress, I don't know. No, don't know this one. Although I do know Demolition Man. Yeah. Only Taco Bell. Yep, only Taco Bell. And if you watch the British version, only Domino's. Really? Yep. Oh, did they not have Taco Bell? I don't know. Oh, that's sad. Until next time, stay nerdy.